My name's Alan Carter. I'm the CEO of Cabral Gold. I'm the largest shareholder in Cabral Gold, and we have an advanced exploration project in Brazil. Uh, it has resources, two gold deposits that have been defined there as of uh, a few years ago that had a million ounces, and we've been do- drilling quite extensively. Um, so um, we're currently in the process of updating that resource. Alan, I can see it. I think it was beginning of June, literally beginning of June. Um, you've been busy boy. Uh, you just raised some money. I'm keen to see what you, you're going to do with that and why why you chose to do that now. Uh, Paramet looks like a um, bit of news on that front, and you've been um, you got some test results back as well. So where do you want to start? Um, well, why don't we start, Matt, with um, with the metallurgical results because they've been six months in the in in the making, if you like. We first set, sent a bulk sample up to the lab in Reno, Nevada, the Caps Cassidy lab, to to test this oxide material. As you know, in the last sort of 12, 15 months or so, we've discovered three uh, oxide blanket zones, and this is this is uh, mineralized material which is unconsolidated. It's not rock; it's been weathered to mud and sand and soil. Anyway, we've got three of these zones. Um, don't have a resource on any of them yet, but we will have resources on those three zones in the next few weeks, and we will update the global resource estimate. We'll come to that in a moment. But uh, we, we didn't have any metallurgical data from this uh, material. Now, obviously, because this material is at surface up to about 50 metres thick, depending on which blanket we're talking about, um, the mining cost of this material should be extremely low, so it won't require any drilling or blasting. Uh, we thought there was a really good chance that this material could be amenable to heat leach um, processing, which, as you know, is a very low-cost method of extracting gold. And um, so that's why we sent the bulk sample up to the Caps Cassidy. We got the results a couple of weeks ago. On that bulk sample, they basically put this uh, unconsolidated oxide mater- oxidized material in a column, in a plastic column, and leach it. Uh, with a cyanide solution, and the recoveries came back. So, uh, and we've got 82% recoveries after about 70 days, and the sti- material still leaching. Now, that is a very, very good recovery in terms of heat leach. I mean, most of, for example, barracks mines, or a lot of those big mines that they have in Nevada, are leaching the recoveries range anywhere from about 55 to about 70, mid 70s in terms of percentages. Eldorado's got a big mine in Turkey, mid 50s percent recovery so you know to have 82 percent recovery is extremely good so it's very encouraging okay and, and so how does that how does that work in the economics so obviously longer longer you leave it um there hopefully the better the recoveries get but does do the cost kind of go up is there some sort of graph which says uh, optimum number of days is x we, um yeah basically what you do is you mine this material and then you mix it with cement so you form little balls and you put it on heaps and then you leach it and uh, I don't know exactly how, uh, obviously, the leach rate, the recovery rate um, flattens off with time. Um, so you get more gold out within, you know, in the, in the initial days. I think we got sort of recoveries, our recoveries within 15 days were about 70%. So the, the curve obviously flattens off. Um, how long you keep leaching the material depends. I mean, in, in all likelihood, what will happen is there'll be layers of material that will keep going on top. So the, the earlier material that you, you put on the heap earlier will obviously um, has a lot lower recoveries as, as the time time proceed as the time progresses. So um, as I said, entirely encouraging. It, it is, it's, it's highly encouraging, but I guess what I'm working my way towards is we've talked about, you know, you kind of high-grade stuff, district-wide opportunity versus, not versus, um, enhanced by this kind of oxide blanket uh, component, which yeah. could be, 
early revenue for you. And that's a bit I think everyone's looking at this story for and saying, right, okay, talk to me about that. How, how do we go from, okay, um, column uh, leaks testing, raising three million bucks today, um, and the permits, which I, you know, I guess have a big, big, big part to play here, and you getting into revenue. So maybe I don't know if you want to c- combine, conflate yeah, all look, of that. Look, but- look, the Met, the Met stuff is obviously a big step. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, the next steps for us really are to demonstrate that this oxide material is economically viable. Now we've got the Met results. So uh, we are uh, planning on kicking off a PA this uh, in the next uh, few weeks and months. We're doing some internal scoping work, looking at you know what the likely opex and capex costs are going to be ahead of that uh, PA. That's internal work that we're doing. Um, we've um, we're working with an engineering firm in Brazil on that, and obviously we've got we're going to soon have in the next few weeks. As I said, that resource update is really important because in the next few weeks we should have some sort of idea about how much oxide material is in these three blankets. Um, I think uh, the the amount of material will continue to grow in terms of the oxide potential because there are other areas where we've got indications of more of this oxide material. So we'll continue to grow. So look over the next few months, I think all these things are going to come together. Uh, and basically give us and our shareholder base a pretty good idea about the economic viability of these blankets. Now, in parallel with that, you mentioned that, you know, we've been doing a lot of drilling into the underlying hard rock material. There's a lot more gold in the actually unweathered, unoxidized hard material underneath these blankets. And uh, and we've been defining some very, very nice high-grade zones within uh, within the two, both the two known deposits and in a couple of new uh, areas where we've made discoveries. So, um, and then in the last few days, we've also, the other thing, just getting back to this oxide material, the other thing that's happened in the last few days is we've been granted um, installation licenses for the 250 hectare central block that encompasses all of the, the main deposits that we've got at Kuyu Kuyu. So we, we can, we've now got the, the environmental permits in place to actually build that heat leach plant for the trial mining. Okay. That's a, that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. Um, it's a really big deal. Be, well, and let's say why. In the, con- in the context yeah. of what's going on in the market out there, we're, we're seeing a, we're seeing a lot of um, not so good news coming out of South America broadly, and you know, there's socialist kind of headlines where we talk companies are not being able, not move, able to move the pace that they want to move ahead. So it's it's, it's a big deal if you kind of got those permits. Um, but but again, talk to, I want to kind of bring it back to the money. I want to bring, bring it back to the investing thing. It's like you, you're kind of laying out the kind of path over the next few um, weeks and months with regards to PEA, possibly even a, a resource update. Um, definitely a resource update. Definitely, the resource okay. update will come before the PEA, Matt. The re- Resource update we should have in the next four or five weeks. Brilliant. That will come first. So that's a big deal. I mean, when's the last time you did that? Uh, June 2018. And so that that resource uh, in June 2018 was based on about 29,000 metres of drilling. We've done, last time I looked at it, somewhere between around about 35, 36,000 metres of additional drilling since 2018. And obviously, none of that, none of that new drilling. And there's been some incredibly high-grade intercepts and lots of low-grade material too. But none of that drilling is uh, is, in, is currently incorporated so in the resources. Remind me of the existing resource number. Is what? It's about a million ounces, uh, averaging 1.2 grams a ton. Um, so there's two deposits which are five kilometres apart. One's called Central. One's called MG. 
Now, on one other word on the resource, and we have talked about this before in 2018, if you look at that press release from June 2018, there's actually a comparison there of um, uh, the, the impact of the top cuts that were imposed that, that uh, the engineering firm that did that resource estimate. Um, they put some uh, top cuts on, on the deposit. Those top cuts are a lot lower than, for example, the, uh, the deposit next door to us. Um, was not included in the 2018 resource estimate, a lot of it. Uh, and the reason it wasn't included was because um, the engineering firm, Micon, said, look, you don't have enough drill holes, uh, uh, sufficient drill holes, so we're going to assume all these high-grade intercepts you've got are statistical outliers and we'll cut them way back. I mean, so, for example, uh, there was a zone that was at, at one of those two deposits that was cut to a maximum of two grams a tonne. And... One of those drill holes, for example, the actual drill result was two and a half meters at 55 grams a ton gold. Well, that became two and a half meters at two grams gold. Uh, so, so, you know, a big part of what we've been doing over the last few months is actually getting a lot more holes into these high grade cores. And both of the two existing deposits, in the, in, in the course of that, we've discovered three new oxide blankets and two, two new hard rock deposits, too. So, yeah, there's been a lot going on. There's a lot going on. But again, I always like to kind of help the audience here trying to understand the mindset of the management team board in terms of the decision making. Okay. The markets are horrific at the moment. Um, mm. you know, for companies with money, it's a little bit easier because they don't necessarily have to worry about the cost of money. And then the companies like yourself have got to make that choice of do I hunker down, just don't do anything, don't spend money, or raise the money. So you've just done, it may cost me a little bit more than I want to be paying, but the upside is, you know, gr greater than the kind of some of the parts as, as, as it were. So you've obviously taken the choice to raise the money, not as much as you initially, you know, talked about. You talked about up to yeah. 5 million. So what, what was the kind of dynamics of those decision making in the context of the market and why did you feel it was the right thing to do to move ahead with that? Well, look, I mean, right now we're not in production, so we've got costs, obviously. I mean, even if you do nothing with a public company, you've got costs. Um, so we needed to raise money. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, you can't always pick pick the time to do it. Um, so we've decided that rather than do nothing, uh, as a lot of other companies have basically shut everything down and fired everybody, um, there's, there's quite a lot of negative things with that. Obviously, you're saving money, but you're losing a whole team and, uh, and you're basically freezing things. So um, we've decided to continue to move forward. We have cut back the number of rigs on site. Uh, we had five rigs turning. We're still drilling, uh, but it's a much more sort of lower level and obviously lower cost. So, um, you know, we want to keep moving our project forward. A lot of the stuff that we've got planned over the next few months, particularly the resource estimate and, uh, and a PA, is relatively low cost. Um, and with, you know, a lot of the drilling here has already been done. So, so that, was, that was the mindset, I think. Uh, and as you know, that $3 million that we've just raised, you know, management's put up a significant chunk of that. I've, I've again, I'm already the largest shareholder, but I, I wrote a six-figure check into that financing too. Right. Okay. Um, which is great. It's nice to understand the thinking. But um, so it's basically you're following the same plan, but you're kind of slowing down the rate at which you do that, mindful of what's going on out there. Yeah. At the yeah. We're not being as aggressive with the drilling as we'd, we'd, right. we'd, we would we initially anticipated. And that's fine. That's fine. As long as you can, you know, tell the story and paint the picture of this 
are you still sticking with the the oxide component being an early potential early revenue sort of you know cash flowing um, mechanism for you as part of how you develop out your projects? Yeah, yeah. Look, look. What we've got, Matt, is a district. This really is a district scale play. We've got two known deposits, a number of new discoveries, including two hard rock zones and three oxide zones, which we didn't know about back in 2018. And then outside of that, we've got another 40, 45 uh, targets where some of which we've done a little bit of drilling, trenching, a little bit of sampling. And some of these targets, a lot of these targets look extremely good. They have a high-grade boulders on surface. They have, uh, we already have some very good drill holes and some of these other targets, uh, but we haven't done enough work. Now, the challenge for us as a management team, having, having a district here, which is about two-thirds the size of Timmins, terms of its aerial extent, with all these indications, most of which we haven't fully explored yet, the challenge for us is how do you finance that in a market which is basically a roller coaster? Um, how do you keep moving forward? Now, the identification of these oxide blankets actually give us an alternative to the standard route which all exploration companies use, which is equity financings, private placements, i.e., you, you, issue, you offer shares to investors and your basically number of shares on issue are, are gradually increases. Now, that's fine, but when the market is horrific like it is right now, you have no control whatsoever over your cost of capital. It's something you can't control. So you can keep knocking out fantastic drill results, yet your cost of capital suddenly doubles in the, in, in the, space, in the space of a couple of months. Your share price will halve, the cost of capital is twice what it was a few months before. Now, if we can get these oxide blankets uh, into production, even on a trial mining basis, it should create a significant amount of cash that will allow us basically to self-fund and explore the rest of this district. Because make no mistake, this district is a multi-million ounce district. Um, but we need to be able to, you know, demonstrate that and, and, and fund that. And so rather than, you know, going back to, and being to the market every time you need to raise money and being held hostage and, and feeling like you're on a hamster wheel, uh, we want to basically step off that hamster wheel. Um, and, and, uh, and, and this gives us the opportunity to do that. Well, that's what I think investors are, are looking at here because there are very few companies can, that can do that, do that game. Not that most North American companies do that, but the ones that do, they it's don't right, necessarily yeah. have the technical expertise to actually build a mine to create that revenue, no matter how small or, or, or how large. This, you were saying to me, is one, it's your intent. Two, it's heat leach, relatively cheap in terms of yeah. the CapEx, OpEx component. And, Very cheap. And, and, and three, you know, technically, uh, you know, not a hard thing to do in terms of building a competent team to actually deliver that. And for therefore being non-dilutive to um, the company going forward, i.e. your self-funding to a, a greater degree in terms of exploring the, the, the district. I think that's, as long as you keep telling that story, then I, I'm, I'm listening, right? Because as you say, in a market like this, it's very, very difficult to want to kind of stand out from the crowd. A lot of white noise, a lot of desperate people saying, you know, desperate things. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of, you know, keep, Keen to hear what you're going to uh, do in terms of that three three million bucks, and I'm also. But the thing I haven't heard from you today is with regards to timing of how these things play out. Resource update, I get PEA, I get. I'm kind of got timings on those, and at the point at which you're in a position to make a decision about monetizing or raising funds to monetize the oxide blankets. Can you give me a sense of that? Well, I have mentioned timing. I, I have sort of told you that the, the the timing for the resource update is four to five weeks. Yeah, from yeah. so that would be 
end July, early August. The PA will be later this year. Um, I can't give you definitive timings on that because we haven't even started that. As I said, we're doing some internal scoping work, um, but it will be sometime this year. Um, uh, so I would hope that you know by the fourth quarter we should have some sort of uh, a pretty good idea and that we'll be able to communicate that to our investors and our shareholders of the economic viability of mining one or all three of these uh, these various blankets. Now, beyond that, then the question becomes, okay, well, depending on the CapEx costs and the various risks that we've identified in the PA, at what point do we then seek construction financing for that? Do we do it on the basis of the PA? As you know, there are some companies out there that, that actually have moved into production, small-scale production, without an, even a PA. Um, or do we then do, you know, a, uh, a more advanced PA or a pre-feasibility study or indeed a feasibility study? We don't think that we're going to need to do a feasibility study, which is obviously, the, you know, for a big operation, you know, for example, that needed $250, $500 million of CapEx, you'd obviously have to, have to do the full works on it and a feasibility study, which would cost millions and, and probably a year or 18 months to do. Now, I don't think we're going to need that. Um, uh, the question is, you know, as I said, will we be able to actually be in a position to finance this thing on the basis of the PA? And it will depend on the results of the PA, Matt. I mean, if the, if the capital costs are very, very low with a PA, then we'll obviously, um, you know, be looking at um, financing this thing, talking to potential funders. In fact, we've already opened a number of lines of dialogue with potential funders for these uh, smaller types of operations. So, um yeah, so that's 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 it's basically kind of, the time. I can't give you any more definition than that. No, I, I understand that, but I'm, what I'm trying to do is help help the guys and girls watching um, this. And, you know, if, if I look yeah. at the kind of handful of people who've done a kind of pre PEA yeah. or, or, or post PEA fundraise off of a simple oxide heap lease, they're talking sort of ten to fifteen million bucks, right? Depending on you know the opportunity ahead of them. So it's that, it's that sort of quantum. I'm not saying that yours will be that, but it, I just want to help people understand that. It, that's the sort of numbers, not big numbers generally. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you, and 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 the and the way you finance that is could be interesting again, depending on the results of your PEA, because it's not necessarily equity. It's probably a big no. part of it will be debt. If, if not, you know, I've seen a probably not equity. Where it's yeah, yeah, the current share debt. price. So, um, right. it's interesting. Interesting times ahead of you. Well, I'm like, I'm, I'm obviously you've been busy. Um, You've kind of laid out the next few weeks and months. Um, I, I guess I'm kind of keen to stay on top of this story because I think the oxide blanket bit is and that and that kind of non-dilutive component is an interesting differentiator for in a company of your size for sure. Yeah, I, I think Matt, you know, in terms of sort of news flow from us, I mean, there's a lot of drill results that are pending. So I think our shareholders can look forward to a sort of fairly steady stream of drill results. Obviously, that uh, that revised resource estimate is a big deal, and then you know. Uh, additional news as we continue to sort of demonstrate the economic viability of these blankets. I mean, it's it's going to be quite an interesting time for us. It already is. Um, the fact that, you know, we've got these excellent met results from the oxide material. We've got some excellent expiration results. We're defining high-grade zones within within the two known uh, deposits there, which is which is um, a big step forward for the primary material. Um, and uh, and now we've got the permits to actually uh, build a, a you know an, a, this heap leach operation for the trial mining. So you know there there is a lot going on. 